1995, there were about 16 million internet users worldwide. Fast forward to today, the year 2019, almost 25 years later, and there's now over 4 billion out of almost 8 billion people who are using the internet, who have internet access, who are online, so to say. Now, you may hear a statistic like that and think to yourself, wow, that's pretty impressive, right? I mean, over half the world has internet now. Um, another way to think of that is to say, well, wait a minute, what do you mean only half of the planet has internet access? I mean, if you think about and consider how often we use the internet, those of us obviously listening to a podcast right now have internet access, right? Uh, you can s sort of wonder and question, well, wait a minute, how does half the world not have internet? But I think if you consider the fact that that's a 250 times increase over the past 25 years, I mean, this is something that's not just a part of our lives, it's becoming our lives. And more and more, I mean, there's a foreseeable future not too far off where I think that number is going to keep climbing, obviously, right? It's going to keep going until eventually pretty much all, pretty much almost everybody has internet except maybe in the far reaches of uncontacted tribes that sort of thing right so how could we have foreseen this i mean where do you get your news from today where do you get your entertainment from probably online right and it's not just from major studios it's not just by major production companies it's by people like me and maybe some people like you right but it's changed the way that we communicate and in some very profound very positive very productive ways and then maybe not so much in others so there's a lot to say on this and a lot to say on a lot more and that's sort of why we're here and one of the things I want to discuss here on Professor Lab's podcast. And maybe a good place to continue is to go back and just give some contextual introduction as to, well, what are we doing here and how did we get here? You know, I'm reminded of a story from, geez, I feel old now, saying almost 20 years ago, back when I was in middle school. And a, I had a class that some of you may have heard of before. It's oftentimes referred to as uh, home and careers or home ec class, uh, home economics. And it was all, it's kind of an attempt at, well, what are some real world practical life skills that we should obviously be teaching our students in addition to the, you know, core curriculum ones that everybody obviously has forgotten about <laughs> since grade school, right? You know, your your maths and much of the sciences and things that if I asked you, oh yeah, what's uh you know, what's the formula for an equilateral triangle? Most people might say, what? An e equal who? Or, you know, similarly, oh, how do you categorize those strata of rock? Or what types of clouds are those? Uh, is that cumulus? Or uh, I don't even, I can't even think of the others off the top of my head. And that's the point, right? So 
anyways, I remember this home economics class. They had, again, all sorts of real world, real life topics that you would cover. You know, everything from sewing to baking to home economics, right? And one assignment that they had, though, was a career test. So it wasn't really an assignment. It was actually a test. And I remember this because it's the only test that I felt like both really taught me something or really told me something. And at the same time, it's told me so little as well. And the test was, again, it was a career test to sort of, you would answer all these questions. I don't know, maybe there were 50 questions or so. And it would sort of give you a couple of answers in terms of, well, based on these questions and your answers to them, what might your career path be? And so we took this exam and I remember people in the class got all sorts of things. And we sort of shared the responses. So you had some students who got doctor, some students who got uh, um, lawyer, some students who got, I don't know, dentist, something like that. And it came to me and it was it was sort of ranked in terms of the different possible professions. And I got three as well. And the three I got were I don't remember the exact order um, in terms of which was most likely or which one I was most apt, perhaps, to end up doing, right? But I believe the, the order was something along the lines as number three was teacher. That was the third most likely that I would grow up to do, which already stopped me because I said, teacher, I <laughs> can barely pay attention in class, right? seemed a little antithetical to my uh, life situation at the time. Uh, the second one was pretzel vendor, pretzel vendor man, going around selling pretzels in a pretzel cart. I do love pretzels. However, I never foresaw myself as a pretzel latour of sorts. So I thought that one was a bit odd, but it sounded fun, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be surrounded by pretzels all day, I guess? I don't know. But the number one that I got was radio personality, which, again, I thought was rather strange given sort of my situation. And by situation, I just mean sort of my, my state of being at the time as, I don't know, a 10, 11, 12-year-old, however old I was in middle school home economics class, right? wasn't a very uh, active student in terms of participation and talking. In fact, I even grew up with a speech impediment until uh, close to around that time. So I wasn't one to really engage in public speaking very much. So I found that really interesting that all of those, uh, I did notice that, that all of those jobs sort of require uh, not just speaking, but sort of um, projection. And I, so I thought that was very odd, but it makes me think that there was something there. There was something about the desire for perspective, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. That certainly was not one of the professions I was chosen for or predicted to have. So I can only psychoanalyze this so much. 
But the point being that I think that's what it came down to. I was always interested in perspective. And this has sort of become my part of my ethos or part of my pedagogy or philosophy as to how I teach today. And so that is why we're here and why we're here under the podcast title Professor Labs. Professor Labs is actually a nickname that, I don't know, one of my students must have given me at some point. (laughs) I can't really remember. But as I have a not-so-easy last name to pronounce, it becomes abbreviated easier as Labs and Professor Labs. And so that's kind of stuck, and I kind of like it as a nickname. And so uh, that's often what I tell my students to use if they prefer and they enjoy it, I enjoy it. So that's how we are here now. Um, I should clarify what type of professor I am, if you don't already know, which why would you, unless you're one of my students who I've told to listen to my podcast. Not that I would ever do that, but if you are a student, welcome. But I am a professor of many types of writing. Um, I teach technical writing, professional writing, professional development writing, professional communication, uh, various different courses along those lines, as well as uh, different types of creative writing sometimes, but primarily more so now technical writing and research writing. I do teach at a few college uh, research institutions, so that's a big part of what I teach now. And a big part of doing that type of writing is doing the work of thinking about that type of writing and thinking about more so the ideas behind that type of writing. One of the things I I always tell my students probably on the first day of class is that good writing can only exist with good thinking. And so we need to start there before we can even worry about the other qualities of your, your written work. If, again, it doesn't have real meaning to it, real ideas to it, real thought and perspective to it, you know, it's a waste of time. So, you know, a few other points along those lines. I mean, as a professor, I I think of myself more so as a facilitator than just, you know, what some people might traditionally think as a, a fountain of knowledge, you know, just here to teach everything, all the, all the, the gatekeeper, the gate, you know, great holder of all the knowledge. Well, yeah, I'd like to think I have knowledge, but I'm more so trying to get my students to think and, and again, to reflect and to engage in other perspectives. So I think that's a big part of my philosophy in class and a big part of what I want to do here. You know, I, I also think of the fact that I feel like I'm constantly learning from my students as well. And that sounds, you know, a little bit cliche, perhaps, but I think it's really true, honestly. And that's sort of why I wanted to do this podcast here now, because there's a lot of issues and a lot of really interesting topics that are brought up in the research that we do and the discussion that we do and the collaborations and editing that we do in all my classes that It's so fascinating, but we only get to talk about it so much in class because obviously we have to move on to new topics and new subjects and continuing with projects and writing assignments and all that sort of stuff. But 
I thought that a podcast, and I, I do have some experience podcasting if you're coming here from my other podcast, but I, I do think this is a great place to sort of expand and elaborate on some of those ideas that we uh, we start to talk about in academic environments, especially for those of you who may not be in an academic environment. Not all of us are in a position to be at a college or take a college class, so I think these conversations that really, again, some of them are really fascinating just in the topics themselves. You know, I think even last week, uh, as of recording this, we were discussing research topics for one of my classes and just diving down the rabbit holes of all the paths that you can go through, uh, all the paths you can go down, rather, with some of these topics, some of these research topics. It's really fascinating to think about, and it's really helpful, and it's really useful, I think, in this day and age. Uh, one of the points I try to emphasize when we start research or our research papers, the title of the assignment is how to, uh, something along the lines of, <laughs> I should know this, something along the lines of how to persuade in an age of noise. Or I think, as I said to my class, telling your opposition to eat shit and die is not a valid argument. It might be fun, might be how you feel, but it's not convincing. Or it shouldn't be considered convincing. So anyways, there's a lot of topics that, again, we discuss in class that I think will be really interesting to discuss here and elaborate on here. And that's sort of what I want to focus on, this idea of rhetoric and perspective and all sorts of topics, too. You know, I mean, obviously, my students, they have their own interests. I do teach at some research universities, so a lot of it's scientific or technical, but there's also social issues to discuss. I myself am really interested in environmental studies and environmental conservation. I've run a uh, beach cleaning group myself, and I do a lot of writing, a lot of my uh, writing that I do now that either I've published recently or I'm working on getting published now is related to either beach cleaning or environmental awareness in general, which is you know quite a important topic, obviously. But there's, again, a lot of specifics within that topic that I think are really important to sort of discuss and explore further. So I think this could be a good place for that, too. And, you know, some topics I want to have fun with. Um, there's always fun to be had and fun to be thought of within some some facts that you might not be aware of. Like, did you know that more people die each year from falling coconuts than they do shark attacks? Okay, I don't know if that's actually true, but I think it's true. And if it is true, what's up with that, right? I mean, <laughs> what is going on in terms of how we react to one of those facts compared to the other, right? And why? So I think we could really get into some stuff here, some really interesting stuff. So not quite philosophy here. I mean, there are some philosophical concepts we may talk about and discuss, but I, I, I like to think of what we're trying to do here as almost like a, a lecture series of conversations behind the classroom. So again, it's not quite philosophy, but we're looking at really interesting real-world questions and issues and points of view and say saying, let's let's think about what's really going on here. Why? And what makes sense in terms of doing something about some of these topics or 
talking about them even in a more reasonable way. I mean, this is a huge problem right now that we talk about in class as well, where there's less and less conversation that is sort of meaningful today. And I, I think it's ironic that people of all perspectives sort of feel that way, but not many people are either able or willing to talk about it. So that's, that's something that I think is definitely worthwhile getting into as well. In terms of the format here, I think we'll probably be pretty brief. These episodes will probably be half an hour to hour long, depending on the issues. Um, we may have guests, some academic guests. Uh, I know a lot of instructors, not just in writing and rhetoric, but other departments as well. That might be really interesting to have on to talk about some of these topics. So that may be something worth doing moving forward. And we'll try to do these once a week. Again, every single week, uh, every single class, really, there's some topic that comes up that I just think is so interesting to really explore further and really get into further depth with. So I think that'll be fun. And, you know, that's really all I have to say right now about all this. You know, there's some estimates. It's hard to find out online exactly how many podcasts there are. I found estimates of at least 500,000. So if you are listening, thank you, because you have a lot of other options out there, right? But I'm hoping you can really enjoy this and, and maybe get something out of this. And I think this is a fascinating medium. I mean, this is something that we should be taking advantage of. You know, it's ironic that podcasts have sort of overtaken, not overtaken, but I feel like it's headed in that direction, where it's such a new form of communication yet it's it's so proliferated already even in the past 10-15 years however long it's been since the first podcast sort of dropped um but if you think about the history of writing this sort of makes sense right i mean writing hasn't existed forever and it likely won't but that doesn't mean communication won't endure communication will continue to evolve and change and this is a part of that I say this all as a writer, right? And so I think that's that's worthwhile to note. You know, this is a new medium that I feel like we can do a lot of good with here. And I think we can try to have a lot of fun with. So thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please follow us. Uh, please share us wherever you share podcasts. Um, we would love to actually get some suggestions if you have topics that we would like to cover, especially if we mention anything in an episode and you feel like it's it's worthwhile for us to explore further or through a different angle or with a different insight or anything like that. Definitely we can keep talking about certain topics. But, you know, again, we're, we're always, there's actually a lot on the docket in terms of topics we want to cover here. So I say we, it's mostly me. But anyways, thank you so much for listening, and please uh, join us here next time for our next episode, which I think, if we're going to do the one I want to do, is a really interesting topic, questioning perspective and point of view, and not just how that has changed over time, but how we can use that to our advantage in terms of assessing where we might go moving forward. So I'm very excited for our upcoming episodes and I hope you'll join us there too. So other than that, thank you again 
and we hope to see you next time.